Hello, I'm Steve Hayes. I'm Jeff Fedge Boyd. And this is the Papa Fedge Archive Project. If these old walls could speak of things that they remember well, stories and faces dearly held, here's someone who really loves you, that's what these walls would say. So we talked already. We've had two two episodes where we talked about your first two holes in ones. Today, do we get the third hole yeah, in one? That's what's on the docket. Right on. Okay. Uh, we're, we nothing changed. We still can't believe I have three holes in ones uh, from the it, last episode. This is crazy. I mean, if you were to, if you were to do odds and stats and see how many people have ever had more, one hole in one, let alone three of them, you have to be like in the top. A couple percent of the I don't of know. the world. Not yeah. many people have one, let alone have three of them. Yeah. While the first two stories were great, is this one as good as the other hole in one? Well, ones? it's pretty cool. Okay, it's pretty cool. Um, so the setting for this one is uh, it's actually in Las Vegas, Nevada, is where it took place. And but they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not always. Not if it's a hole in one. Right. It sometimes. <laughs> it's sometimes better to you, share it. <laughs> um. What I've heard is sometimes you break that rule for yourself on on behalf of yourself, and sometimes other people break that rule. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not on behalf of yourself. <laughs> All right. So you're in Vegas. Tough course, easy course. Well, uh, let's go. Let's backtrack what I'm doing in Vegas a little bit. Okay. All right. So we'll beep, beep, beep a little bit because um, interesting time. It was in 2017. Let's see what month that was. I think April. I might have hit that March or April. I'll have to go back and look. On a, I'm, I post on Facebook, but um, one one right in there, I think late March, early April of 2017, and I was out there. What happened that uh, at this, this time in my life, my uh, mom and aunt uh, were living with us in Aberdeen with our family, and um, it gets cold, and you guys probably wear uh, South Dakotans, Minnesotans, it gets cold up there. That's an understatement. And um, my nephew, a really, really cool nephew of mine that wears a nice beard like this and wears a hat like this. And um, that's another golf. The summer of 92, 93 is another whole another golf um, that when I first made it back to here on South Dakota, my nephew was, uh, see, what was Matt? Probably 13-ish. He was born okay. in 79. Yeah, 13, 14, 12, 13, 14 range. And the people in town used to say, like, um, Matt, and Fe- Matt's like 13 and, and his uncle Fedge is 20, I would have been like 26, 7 or 8, somewhere in there, both going on 18. <laughs> <laughs> and they were correct. <laughs> so anyway, he happened to have a, a he, had, he had lived in Vegas for a long time, got married, moved to Nebraska, and, and the home was still there. So uh, it was kind of a standing invitation. Anybody that wanted to go house, sit that thing, that house they could. So I had taken my mom and my aunt. Uh, my aunt now is 100. Uh, so that was 24 years. So she was in 96. Wow. And just to get their bones out of the cold, basically. And my mom's 87 now, so she's been about 83 at the time. So I, And it was just for two or three weeks, but it just, it just lasted a lot longer. So it ended up being out there almost four months. Uh, okay. We ran the, ran the clock out on the winter of okay. 2017 nice. or 16, 17 winter. If you can live in South Dakota, that's how to do it. Yeah, it, well, it was just it really so cold, man. Really nice on yeah. the 
on the body. Yeah. And uh, I did a little bike riding out there. And and uh, anyway, I didn't golf a lot, but I had golfed. And then my in my nephew's garage, I hocked some pinnacle, a couple of tubes of pinnacle. It said Pastors Masters on there. Is I think this little idea of a, you know, church-related um, get-together that that's been coined Pastors Masters, and they had the logos on the balls. And so um, those that happened to be the ball I was playing that day, um, which came in handy, as you will find out here in a little bit. So I went to this golf course not too far from where um, my nephew Matt's house was called the Painted Desert golf course and i had played it i think i ended up playing it three times while i was there those months and this was the middle time and it was later in the day and i know that because i didn't have to buy the people on the course drinks (laughs) just my dad and i the first time and the person in the clubhouse and then Few people Gatorades because yeah, because that's the rule. I mean, yeah. right? When you make a hole in one, it can be expensive. You're supposed to buy drinks for yeah. everyone, everyone that's in yeah. the whole nineteen year shot. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah. However you want to do it, but it, how thorough you want to be. But yeah, it's responsibility. It's kind of a standing deal. So I think at Hadley it was like sixty dollars worth. We we started a tab, but there's no alcohol, so it's just Gatorades and sodas and stuff in 2012. Well, here by the time we got back in, it was closed. But, nice that's so, how to do it that's so just the two guys i had met so we were playing um i played it one other time and this was the middle time and i played it one one time after and i met i i just got paired with a couple other guys and we started on the back nine and the hole that the hole one came on was a par three and it was a signature hole of that course number four but it was our 13th hole and okay. It could be more beautiful. Uh, unlike, I mean, Cadley number six, you know, like um, Papa Bear, Mama Bear, Baby Bear, or yeah. whatever. And I know in that story, the Baby Bear's porridge and everything was in the middle, right? Right. Uh, so I guess we'll do like... Um, You're talking about all your holes, hole yeah, ones yeah. now. This was the Papa Bear of the holes. This was the best one of and the And the first one in Brandon Valley was the least aesthetically okay. pleasing. And then... And then um, Hadley is just fine. That hole number six is just beautiful, but it's not this hole. Okay. This one from the team. A whole nother level. Yeah. It's a hundred. We ended up being 167 to the pin that day. We went back and measured it. I went back the next day and some people helped me. I said, could you help me figure out exactly? We went back to the T where the T was that day. The day. Okay. uh, You know, I went back and played it a day or two later for the third time. And so we found those 167, right? From that's how far I hit my shot. So, but off to the left is like this uh, beautiful home. It's like a display home that they just use. It's beautiful, and I think it's like a model home, but they use it for storage and stuff, but it looks beautiful. And then there's this big, giant fountain. Kind of, they, they dye that water blue, dark blue or something. And like nice. those, you ever play marbles and they've got those pure right. boulders? Yeah. I remember that's just coming to my mind playing, you know, this is what's weird that's about what it me. Like. I'm thinking about, so I never thought about that water. Now it's coming in my mind going out of the fountain, and it was really the fountain was fairly lightish blue, but the water was, you know, you could tell it had dye in it. And then I'm thinking back to first grade, second grade, where I used to play marbles, and they'd have those blue, blue and purples right. and stuff, peary boulders that right. rolled up to the moon or the sun. And uh-huh. that's what it was, just that pristine. So that's off to the left. And I had been hitting in the, in the sand trap 
all every other hole and I was having a hard time get getting out basically I was resorting to putting it when I could or so this one this hole had uh, a big giant bunker in back of it and and a big giant bunker to the right of it in front of the green and then all that water to the left and that water came out even a little bit so it was it was a tight hole and the guy that I've been playing with as I did today when we played golf I tried to figure out he was just it was like 1.05 clubs ahead of me it was just just one club maybe a little bit more like he needed to use one less than me i needed to use one in more other than words him. his golf he hit the ball a lot farther than you so yeah if 15 you would yards hit, yeah so if you what he would hit at a seven iron you'd have to use a six iron yeah. at the same distance yeah within a within a just a very small variant of that okay but it, i knew r- right away that 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 was the case so um he uh m- must have beat me on there, there was I think we should throw in here the third guy. He'd only played golf for like six weeks. Wow. But he was had learned to hit it pretty straight. So he would didn't wasn't hitting it very well or playing very well, but he was never spraying it. Like he would just wouldn't get it up in the air or whatever. So he was coming along. He wasn't taking up any extra time. He'd just get up and hit it and, and never went anywhere but straight. It's just too far, too short or whatever like that. So his... He comes into play a little bit on this hole in a minute, too. So this fellow that I was what I call guiding off of, you know, helping me, he was he didn't know he was, or maybe we talked about it, but he inadvertently was helping me pick my clubs. And he hit, um, let's see now, I've got to make sure I'm saying this correctly. He hit a six iron fat, what we call fat, and um, kind of hit it up in the air, and which means you get a lot of ground right you don't yeah, get a clean a little hit on bit the ball. behind it yeah a little you, bit behind it a little chunky so it's not going to go as far you didn't I get think, a solid hit on it i think that would mean like on the top part of the club face more okay. than the center okay because i think thin is when you hit hit it with a bottom little no thin, i think thin is when you hit at the top of the ball fat is when you hit too low below the right ball, but I i'm saying on the club it would be a, it would be the th- oh yeah yeah yeah. you're hitting higher cup. up on that because the club is down yeah, lower. so right. i think it'd be a couple of couple of lines to too low would we be a just thin lost shot. all the non-golfers out there <laughs> yeah well quickly a golf uh, a golf club just has a center spot where you're trying to hit it and they each has a little line the grooves and like ben hogan would used to say i think that hit that a third of the third of groove too high or too low he was okay. pretty particular but anyway so this was a little fat shot and he said oh i hit that fat so kind of behind it goes up doesn't go as far goes a little higher than it should just not a pristine but he landed about eight his ball came to rest about eight yards short of the green to the left of the sand trap. The back sand trap was in no danger, and the water on the left didn't come into play. And I said to him, that's where I want my ball to land. I would like this ball to be right next to yours when I'm done hitting it. Because I wasn't a good enough, I, I didn't deem myself a good enough golfer to take on the risks of the hole. I didn't want to be in the sand, so I didn't want to overclub and go in the back sand trap. I didn't want to be in that right sand. I didn't want to be in any sand. I was tired of the sand. And he said, yeah. you." And he said to me, like six iron, a good six iron should put you right there if a, if a bad six iron. And I said, I think so. I think I'll hit this six. So I do it. I did that. And just passed from our, we could see his ball, but then just a, a, a yard maybe past his ball was when the shade, cloud, what do you say, a shade or a? Overcast, shadow, overcast shadow, shadow, shadow from something. It could have been the lip of that bunker or whatever, but you basically couldn't 
could, you because of a see shadow of something, okay. and then the sunshine after that. So the last we all three saw of my ball was just rolling gently, looked to be gently rolling by his ball uh, on the right-hand side by a foot or two. And, he, and we were all like, pulled that off. That was good strategy or whatever. Actually hit where you wanted to. <laughs> yep. And so the third guy hit after me, and he made it two-thirds of the way there to our balls. And so he, we drove up to his ball, and he hit it. And don't really remember if he was shorter, but he was straight. Like the whole game, whatever it was, was relatively straight because he had figured that part. Of, six weeks, he figured out probably the mo- most important part of golf. If you're going to do something correctly pick, and you can pick your direction, that's a pretty good start. So, so we just, those guys, he's getting ready to hit his shot and I go park my cart and I just start kind of looking back and I'm like, Hmm, okay. That guy hit his shot up. There's that ball. I don't see my ball. And I, you know, there's this moment where you're like, okay, it's gotta be within eye shot. Like the, it's 50, 60, 65 feet. His ball was short of the pin. You know, eight yards short of the green plus another 30 feet, 25 feet probably, something like that. And then I go, that's your ball, right? And the other guy that hit his up, we all saw that happen. Yeah, that's that's mine. And I said, I went and looked all around to the right and peeked in that first. I, I couldn't have been in the first bunker, but you peek in it anyway, I think. it's. And I go, hey, would you do me a favor? Like, I know we do this thousands of times in our life, but will you look in the hole while I go find my ball <laughs> right, in the back? Yeah, yeah just look the, the hole only for other, me. Yeah. By default, the only it, I just knew that it was in. I mean, I would have. I would. Be, I would be a homeless person right now because I would have bet everything. Every, <laughs> that it was in the bunker, in the wheat in back the bunker, bunker yeah. back bunker. Yeah, that it just somehow hit. You know, because you've been hitting the bunkers all day anyway. Yeah, and the back bunker would have been worse than the front bunker. I mean, it was no place to be. You didn't have gravity. The front bunker, you'd at least the the the, the green would have been uphill mm-hmm. instead of downhill from that back. And so he goes in there and pulls it out. They think is this think this one might be yours? <laughs> and then it was that pastor's masters one, pinnacle gold. I think it was pinnacle gold. I had yellow yellow lettering on it. And so I mean Wow. That was just that little extra verification that wasn't... What, what happened to you when he said, do you think this might be yours? <laughs> I, yeah, he said that to me. Uh-huh. You know, that, mostly what went through my mind is not again. <laughs> Look at that happen again. <laughs> and the difference, like, we didn't get to see that one go in. By far, the, by far the most magnificent of the shots. But what amazes me the most is that if he hadn't hit that fat shot, and I had we I hadn't kind of been paying attention to collecting the data of what I should do when he hits a shot, using that guide. What I call um, what I was calling earlier, guiding on him, right? Like picking up useful information that's floating around the universe. This is the takeaway for the grands and the greats, as, as we're trickling that way anyway. Um, there's things that is just floating around free of charge that if we're willing to be, if we train ourselves and willing to be cognizant of it can be useful in our lives. Yeah. Pay attention to what's going on around you and, uh, yeah, it'll come in handy later on. Yeah. And, um, it's, it wasn't illegal in the game of golf. I mean, officially you're not supposed to ask him 
you know, what but I didn't have to ask him anyway. I could see what it was when he, you know, I was, by that time I was making But you sure hit that shot basically because you were being alert. Yeah. I was being aware of my surroundings. Yeah. And factoring in, factoring Looking in. Looking at all the stuff. Details, not just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, in boot camp, they might have been proud of me for attention to detail, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't a scientific amount of it wasn't like a scientific sampling because i'd only played it was only the 13th hole with them but we'd hit enough shots enough right. times that i could off of enough tees i could i could deduct that that was about and i might have been off by a quarter of a club because i didn't make it all the way to the hole so, so what would you say to your grands and greats is that is that what you would say to them pay attention to the yeah, details around you yeah there's there might be more help or more assistance around you within arm's reach that doesn't cost you anything just by just by telling your mind, hey, I wonder if there's anything around here that could help. Like Apollo 13 might be the extreme version of that. Hey, what do we have? What, what do we got around here that could help us get home? Yeah. You know, hey, we got we got tape. He's talking about the movie Apollo 13. Yeah. Right yeah, on. And if if the grands and the grades haven't seen that yet, you might as well cue that up. Yeah, that's right. That's what you need. That's your next <laughs> task. Well, thanks for for sharing your third of your hole in ones. Yeah, yeah, the, it's the great um, stories, man, and great lessons to learn from them. So I hope you grands and greats are catching that because that's what this is all about. This is about yeah. you and everyone who's watching. Um, some great life lessons there. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome to it. You know, I think, um, like I say, sometimes when uh, when I'm just talking doing these episodes it's stuff dawns on me even so if that and i i'm familiar with the story for a long time so perhaps stuff may, may dawn on, right on might dawn on uh, other people too and well i've enjoyed your free stories charge, right? I, i've free enjoyed charge. your stories of your whole in ones man yeah and so thanks for sharing them with us yeah and like dave ramsey says you know how you doing he always says um better better than i deserve three whole ones is three more than i deserve <laughs> Right, Steve. I well, appreciate it. Right on. We'll Thank see you, you guys next Thank time. You. See you next right. time. Bye. That's what these walls would say. That's what these walls would say. So, if this is something you're interested in archiving your life or archiving a life of somebody else that's in your life. Uh, you can call us on our voicemail. That's 425-200-HAYS, H-A-Y-S, 425-200-4297. Or email us at podcast at happylife.studio, podcast at happylife.studio, and let us know archiving is something you'd be interested in, and we'll call you. Who knows? I might even have Fetch call you, and uh, we'll talk to you through some of the details to see if it's something you want to pursue. Steve Ace.